Hello. Hello, and welcome back to uh, what is now episode four of uh, of 24 Bower Party People. How are you so fresh? How am I so fresh? Well, I'll tell you how. Because the end is in sight, Jesse. No, it's not. It's still eight hours away. Oh, yes, but we are now 16 hours in. Yeah. I still have most of a bottle of vodka and quite a lot of energy drink left. Oh, God. I'm, I feel I feel like Jack Bauer's wife feels. Well. Um, and I would like to feel Jack Bauer's wife. I'm, I'm, I have spent the last four hours being insanely out of my fucking gourd. Like... Something has been lost along the way. I just can't stop thinking about Jack Bauer's wife. Um, we've decided that actually uh, there have even been um, attractive women that have turned up in the show that Jesse hasn't really felt anything with, and she's realised it's pretty much the only thing that really gets her motor running is it being a woman that is important to Jack Bauer. Uh, yeah, I need even, to... Even though Jack Bauer himself, I think... Jesse, your stance on him is that he could eat an ass? He could eat, like, an entire ass? Or... I fucking hate that guy. I hate him, and I want to ruin his life. I have become the villain in this story. You have become. Because I am the ultimate wife emailer. I am become death destroyer of wives. I will email his wife so fucking hard that he needs to come up with a stupid plot Look to on. get back at me years later. Look, look on my wife's ye husband and despair. Uh, I'm going to email your wife, Jackie Bauer, and I'm going to I'm going to do it whilst talking like this. Oh yeah, well, um, so, uh, when we left off, uh, Jack Bauer was running away. I have here. Sir Digby Chicken Caesar. Yes, this is the um. um I've forgotten what the fuck that means. Because as he was running away, there was a lot of frantic camera work. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that definitely reminded of the Mitchell Webb Sir Digby Chicken Caesar sketches. It was it just was like, like real dun 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 The surprising adventures of me, Agent Jack Bauer. Uh, it, so he, it begins with him running away from the terrorists and, well... Uh, his wife and daughter, who have a satellite navigator, getting lost because of <laughs> women with directions, right? Oh, yeah, and they're being chased by a henchman that I have here walks like Trump. Oh, you know, <laughs> I, I have that he walks like Bigfoot. Um, he lumbers. That's, that's, the, that's the verb. He's trying to be stealthy, and he's just like, he's walking like he's wearing an adult diaper. He walks the way that tuba music sounds. <laughs> I should tell the listeners that I fully lost it. I spent a good, like, I spent a good five minutes laughing at an extra in the background of one of the shots that had a funny hat on. She was obviously phoning it in. Well, no, she was in the background to be fair, in, like, the no. most insane outfit I have ever seen. Everything, saying she had a funny hat does not encapsulate it. She had, <laughs> she had a bright... I can't even, oh, fuck me. Yeah, it was somehow bright beige. <laughs> yeah. I'm, 
We'll, we'll, we'll... I made you rewind so I could see it and make sure I wasn't hallucinating this extra. Well, I, I think you're familiar with Furley Addu. Yeah, I think we, it's possible that this was a, a moment of shared madness. Oh, between. my God. Uh, oh, and, uh, and Jack Bauer's wife. Um, she almost has to defend herself with a gun, which... She hasn't cocked again. Neither her or Jack have learned how the hammers on their weapons work. They are always down. Their weapons are not, like, not primed. They can't shoot ever. So it's a very good job that they never have to. Yeah, um, Jack has so far... Uh, well, I was about to say, he... He's now got more than a... He had more than three kills, because he got a few people when he blew up the, the truck. Yeah. Um... He gets another one on the board when he kills the Bigfoot henchman, mm. uh, who is apparently called something like Neil. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't even. Yeah. He. he... Because it, it, it's very, it's very strange that like a, a an old wizened Japanese man who walks like Bigfoot for some reason, like when you, you kind of figure that it's going to be like an international band of uh, like yeah. band of killers. And then when you find out that he's called Neil, you're like, oh, these are literally just all of the most dangerous guys they could find who lived within 15 minutes of Pasadena. Yeah. Oh, oh fucking hell. These are, the guys that this, res- these are the guys that responded to Craigslist. This last four episodes have been the worst four episodes so far. Like, and there's so much has happened, but none of it of any consequence. Like, um, Jesse has repeatedly been saying, this is great. I have... <sighs> The the, the uh, number of times that Jesse has been saying this is great as like for the first four episodes, I think there was zero. Next four, a couple. Next four, there was kind of a handful. I'm mostly saying that because both Terry and Nina are so insanely hot to me that like whenever I see them, I sit up again in my seat. Well, that's one way of putting it. Uh, uh, fucking hell, women. Be having cheekbones, and personally, I don't know. Fucking hell! If you ever, if you have ever been important to Jack Bauer, women, please message me. Uh, I'm, I'm very, very horny and in need of women who have been important to Uh, Jack Bauer. (laughs) As you may have been able to tell, this podcast is currently taking place at five minutes past five in the morning. (laughs) We started at 13.37. So uh, one of the, it wasn't one of the stated aims, but it sort of became more apparent as it went on, that much as one of the central theses, the theses of 24, is that if you torture someone, you can pretty much get any result. We're seeing that if we torture ourselves, will we think that 24 is good? No. <laughs> but I, I will think that Jack Bauer's, Jack Bauer's wife and girlfriend are insanely hot. And that's the first step. So what happens if, well, if I'm exposed to torture is I apparently become more gay. Uh, well, because you have been repeatedly saying that every man looks like a Guess Who character. <laughs> they do. And they, they do. They have bizarre-ass facial hair everyone, or weird glasses. Everyone has one thing. Yeah. Everyone has to have a thing, and that all of them fit the clue, does he look like a cunt? Yeah. Fucking Milo looks like the devil guy from Powerpuff Girls. I finally worked out where, what he looked like to me. Every picture taken of Milo 
looks like you took the data from the scat breakdown of Freak on a Leash by Corn and encoded it as a JPEG. Yeah. Oh, God, I hate him. I hate him. Whenever his face comes on screen, I want to punch the screen. I, I'm, I'm so angry. All the men in this are horrible. Like, well, they're all horrible. Well, one of them, one horrible man, incredible segue, one horrible man is Ira Gaines. Oh, yeah, who, one particularly who, horrible who, man who can be foiled by a shiny baking tray in a forest. Yeah, Jack gets into a standoff with him, and there's a bit of cat and mouse, because yeah. he's, he's, he's hit him, and now Jack is you know, he's talking to him on the walkie-talkie. So, How does he get that walkie-talkie? Oh, um, he, he, st- he stole it from Neil. Oh, he did. Yeah. Okay, right. And he killed Neil and then took the walkie-talkie. Right. And um, then Ira realises this and uses it to like taunt him whilst looking at him through the scope of a long rifle. And while Jack is tracing his blood trail like he's the fucking, like he's Arnie going after the predator. Yeah, except the, the in this circumstance, Ira has the upper hand, absolutely, but decides to absolutely fuck it up by getting closer to him. He has a sniper rifle and he just goes... Yeah, you know what? I'll just walk at him. It's always for balance. It's for balance reasons. Yeah. Um, it's like the inverse of airsoft. You have to be within a certain range. Ah, yeah. No, he has to be within a 20-meter mm. MER rather than yeah. away from... Okay, right. Meanwhile, Jack has done what I do at airsoft when I see a sniper and run straight at him so that he can't shoot me. Well, yeah, he ends up, in, he ends up sneaking up behind... Uh, oh, he does a sick, nasty slide down a hill on his side. Oh yeah, it's like, like it's like a power slide. Oh. It's, like, it's like he's been listening to like some sick Led Zeppelin riffs. Um, and, but he ends up sneaking up behind Ira Gaines, and oh yeah, they he, they've been talking on the radio, yeah. and then suddenly like Bauer like answers him, in but person. just in person. It's like oh yeah, he's, he's thinking like. But before that, he yeah. does blind him with a baking tray so that he can't see. Yeah, which is insane. Like, he's looking at him through the scope and he, like, reflects the light off this very shiny baking tray that he's found. That, like, and it's like literally, like, you can see it's a studio light. It's insanely bright. Like, it just, and it just blinds him enough that Bauer can sneak up on him, which is ridiculous. But after he gets into the standoff, he, he's pointing a gun at him and he tells Ira that, that he can come in and you know, they can give him protection. And Ira does a whole lot, and you can't protect me from these guys thing. And um, he spins around. Oh, no, no, no. Importantly, they have called in the Groucho Marx SWAT brigade and because, have, like, to, to come and help them now, because now he has his, his wife and daughter. He's like, now it won't be Waco. Yeah. I can call in the Groucho Marx brigade. And so, like, yeah, he engages, like, Ira spins around, and the first thing that Bauer does is he engages light attack. And like leaps mm. three meters onto his belly, and like, well, by the time he turns around, by the time he's turned around, he, t- well, he turns around and gets you know a bullet straight to the chest from one of the federales. Yeah, and by the time he's spun around, Jack Bauer is lying on the floor already. Yeah, he is instantly down. It is he's falling faster than gravity. This man is. It's so good. Like he's so reliable to just hit the deck on any situ- any situation. And like, it's like, it is his number one go-to attack is he flings himself like straight. He could aim his head at the person and probably kill them. Like there's a lot of momentum behind the way he flings himself. Like he doesn't need a gun. 
He could just he has he has learned the Pokemon mood headbutt. Yeah, I was gonna say like, or, or it's um Luigi's side B in Smash. He mm-hmm. just kind of charges up and then just goes woo and just <laughs> he, he just flings himself. He's a prize-winning bullfrog. Yeah. He really is. Um, oh my god, I hate him so much, Sam. I hate him. Well, anyway, the fucking Groucho Marx officers, and I'm calling them that because they look like they're wearing those stupid fucking like glasses with the big mustache. They look like that. For some reason, something about their gear makes them look like that. One of them shoots Ira, and then that's the end of that. And then everyone gets onto a chopper because... Um, <laughs> It, because it turns out the women can find their way after all. Uh, and they all get onto a chopper and we have a moment that I have in my notes just labelled as Wife Man Redemption. Mm, it does look as like he, Wife Man Redemption. There's like four different angles on the split screen of like him cuddling his wife. Uh, I believe you took a video of that and we repeatedly said the word wife every mm. time the split screen came up with her. Mm. Um, uh, uh, yeah, I have just literally gotten through this by being incredibly horny at Terry. Well, uh, meanwhile, as well, uh, Palmer's sinister advisor, Carl, he has planted evidence to make it look like Palmer Jr. murdered the doctor, whose name sounds kind of like a slur. Has he? What oh, the fuck? I've missed so much. Oh, yes, yes. So Palmer said, hey, I'm going to tell everyone that you, that you killed Dr. Slur. And he was like, no. So I've, made, I've planted evidence to make it look like your son killed Dr. Slur. And Palmer goes... Right, Dr. Faguni. Yeah, yes, yeah. and Palmer goes, you know what? Fair. He's like, game recognized game. And my game is being extremely earnest at all times. Oh no! And, similarly, you know and, and the reporter that was going to break the story about you know his son having done a, a manslaughter, uh, she has decided to quit the news game because she doesn't want to get murked. Oh, fuck! I missed this. Jesus. Um, like I just have in my notes here the words "I'm so bored." It was while you were wife posting. Oh right. Okay. Oh fuck! And then yeah, the end of this episode is. Green, like the the Dom woman that they bring him to see to you, finding out that there's a second assassin flying in, who isn't the photographer, and she says, "We have a second hitter." And what the fuck? You're a professional. The CTU is a made-up unit because they've just gotten in actresses, like porn actresses. She's so obviously a professional Dom. A hitter, like that's her. That's her job title. Like she doesn't understand the word assassin. It's it's a hitter. But um, the the se- this second sinister assassin, it turns out it, he he's played by Misha Collins off of Supernatural. Is this George of the Jungle? Yes, this is George of the Jungle. Yes, well, and we came to refer to him as George of the Jungle because he has what can best be described as mane of unkept hair. He's George of the Jungle. He looks like George of the Jungle in a leather jacket. I, I've written down here somewhere. I'm pretty pretty confident. I have written down here, leather daddy assassin, but he looks like George of the Jungle. Yes. Um, well, uh, he. Uh, then the next episode, you've got um, well, Jack and Jack and his wife and daughter. Uh, they arrive back at CTU, and you get a wonderful goddamn shot of as they get off the helicopter, uh, Nina and Terry have it just giving each other what. Can it only oh, be just, can it be described as an anything? Absolute bitch face. It's a bitch stare, and yeah. Nina gives her the, uh, the the most stone cold flat hi. <laughs> um, I, my notes specifically say utter stone cold bitch. We love to see it, don't we, folks? Oh. Um, 
and they, uh, they they tell Jack that you know because of all of the the, the laws what he broke, uh, they're going to uh, they're going to question him and then turn him over to the FBI. And they make an po- actual agency. Yeah, yeah, they make a point that they're going to turn him over to the FBI because presumably the CTU can't do anything because, as we've established, say it with us, they are not real. Um, and well, they, the kind of enforcement officers they have that they have all wear like very fake, like security guard looking things. <laughs> they look like mall cops. Yeah, so we have, we have Jack Bauer, mall cop. <laughs> um, and. Uh, then and then yeah, the replacement Jack lady, um, uh, Alberta Green, the uh, Jesse's professional dom. Uh, oh God, I wish yeah, actually. If she decides to make Nina look after the wife, Mrs. Bauer, and mm, uh, I would and, like and, to look after Mrs. Bauer, but she is entirely aware that she is being a bitch in doing this. Yeah, like she even just makes a, a little comment about it. Uh, and I, I, I like that approach. I, I think that's a very good middle management approach, which is just occasionally throw in a little bit of chaos. Mm. Mm, yeah. Uh, oh, fuck. And, I, I'm, I'm going, ah, oh, fuck a lot, because I'm just reaching the end of my tether. Well, I, th- we're almost, I think that's the third wind. That's really going to be... Yeah. Um, we have eight hours more. Yeah. I can do that. Uh, so, well, Nina get heads down, and, well, you see... Um, you see uh, Terry and Kim, and they're, they've got like a, these cute matching outfits, which is to say they've both been given trauma blankets. Mm. I but think it, understandably. It's, very, it's a very thatching ensemble. Mm. Yeah. And Nina just reassures them, like, oh yeah, he broke it. Jack broke a few laws last night, but he was doing it to save you and Kim, so I think they'll understand, yeah. which is famously a thing that, that real law enforcement professionals yes, say. Yes, they, they are great at this. Like, it, they, they, at about the halfway point of this season here, they've, you know, halfway into the first season, they've already kind of found the, they, they've already worked out what the deal of this show is, which is that Jack Bauer will always be in the position where what he does is the only option. Yeah. So it has to be the right thing. Yeah. Uh, and, and everyone around him will be like, it's well. It's the Call of Duty thesis. He's a hard man that has to do the bad things so that we don't have to. Exactly. Um. He is the he is the good man that always has a bad day. Oh my god, it is. Oh fucking hell. No. Oh, it's always the same propaganda. Anyway, fucking Palmer turns up and wants to talk to Jack and they won't let him in for a bit and then they let him in and they talk about how this is probably he's like convinced that this is because he ordered a hit on someone called Doofus. Uh, yes, uh, Dra- so Drazen, um, apparently when Jack went to it, Jack was part of a special forces team in Kosovo two years prior, and uh, he they, they went in and uh, killed a, a guy named Drazen and his whole inner circle. And uh, Yeah, because he was doing... Murder. Yes, he was doing... He was doing, he was doing ethnic cleansing. Yeah. And... Um, Jack's whole team died but him. They carried out the hit. Oh, yeah, and Palmer thinks that so pa- Bauer well, tried to kill him because he's, like, mad at him for ordering this yeah, because yeah, his yeah. whole team died. Yeah, so, because Palmer... And Bauer's like, if, I'm, if, if, if anything, I'm mad at myself. Which just felt kind of... It felt like he was about to go up and say, if anything, I was going to assassinate myself. I went to the power plant because I had intelligence that I would be there. <laughs> and then... 
Uh, and Palmer's like, ah, oh, you know what? It, it, you sound all right. And then they kind of make friends, and it's lovely. It's a lovely little thing. Because um, Palmer was only secretly in charge of it, and it turns out that today is the two-year anniversary of that day, which is Operation Nightfall. Oh, Operation Guild Wars Nightfall. Yeah, okay. Um, and they end up actually talking to a chap from the Pentagon uh, who gives them some information. His name is Alan Optican. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, and that's an anagram of anal capture. When you said this, I erupted into laughter for a good five minutes. Um, loud enough, I think your neighbours might complain. Oh, I, 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 I'm actualized. I fear nothing. Okay. Um, yes, I have a brain. I will I, email I, your neighbor's wife yes, if they come over. I, I have a brain that anagrams things, and Alan Optican is anal caption. This has been the anyway. <laughs> this has been I, the twenty-four Bauer Party People podcast, ending forever now. Um, um, I have a new theory at this point, or I developed a new theory at this point that all of this was about a tontine. That like uh, Bauer and Palmer were like the last two alive in this unit, there's and the, therefore it had to be about a tontine. There's a chest of Serbian doubloons, <laughs> and that would be less ridiculous and far more fun. I fucking love a tontine storyline. Like, oh, it, it's it, it's always good. It's a tontine storyline is is the same every time, but in the same way that when you go to like a, a you know. A, a four-star Michelin restaurant, they're not going to suddenly change up the menu. Yeah. And like, you may say, oh, can you get a four-star Michelin restaurant? I don't know, and don't correct me. I do know, and you are wrong, but... I literally just said. <laughs> uh, well, um, we, sort of, well, we did skip a bit that I feel that we should do, which is... um. Uh, new... What the fuck have I got written in my notes here? My uh, notes here don't make any sense. Um... New assassin, the um, George of the Jungle fellow, uh, played by the guy from Supernatural. Uh, he, well, fake dad goes to what's going to be a, a perfectly fine meeting point that's definitely not a place for everyone to clean up loose ends. It's a gravel, it's a gravel pit. Yeah. Uh, and he says, oh, you know, I I told Myra that there was a flaw in his plan and, but, you know, I... I I could yeah, maybe do it if you want to keep hiring me. I when I was with the DEA in Florida, I got to a witness nobody else could. Twelve hours later, he was dead. Problem solved. If you get me, which no, no, you can't say the explicit thing and then follow it up with the euphemism. You don't say, "I just took a shit." I dropped the kids off at the pool, if you get me. That's not what you do. And so the fact that five seconds later, this new assassin just atomizes him and then shoots him in the face. He swings into him with a vine. Yeah. He, he didn't. He, fake Dad did not watch out for that tree. That's a series wrap on Fake Dad. <laughs> um, oh, and Tony came through and remembered that it was Shut the Fuck Up Friday and refused to... I refused to tell anyone that Jack had been a cunt for the entire day. <laughs> they went, look, we know you're basically the one person we can trust because everyone else has some weird tangled personal life isn't, or has already committed suicide. Isn't Tony supposed to be Nina's boyfriend? Oh, yeah, so Tony is not neutral. Tony hates Jack. Yeah. But he, but he remembers but that... But we've forgotten about this by this point because it never comes oh, up after episode one. Oh, no, no. We remember it and he even says, I hate Jack Bauer. 
but he remembers the sanctity of shut the fuck up Friday above all else. This is the point at which we begin to think of Tony as being kind of a bro. I didn't. I still think he's a cunt. Well, uh, his facial hair is uh, rivaling Milo's. Well, we're we're grading on a scale. Um, I have here that all of this is actually just because Dreyfus... Drazen. Doofus was attacked by Bauer on an op years ago on Palmer's authority. And then because of this, they have a conversation where Palmer is like, I can't believe that it's nothing to do with my being in the primary or because of X, Y, Z. And I was like, these are all reasons that would have made far more sense. They shielded the storyline with, like, uh, how am I supposed to guess? This is the, like, Moffat style of writing, where, like, they give me hints, but they're all wrong, and there is no way I can work this out, because 10 hours in, some towel-whipped Serbian man in a fake taxi starts speaking in, in Serb. No, again, this is... I don't know what the language of the... I assume you, you, some you don't, Russian. You don't know what language Serbians speak. Oh, um, it's what language, five in the morning, Sam. Can you guess what language a Serbian would speak? Angry, by the sound of him. Yes. A Serbian speaks the language angry. I see. Yes. Well, I guess he, he's not just angry. He'd be quite acerbic, too. Oh. Comedy. Uh, How are you like this? Um, because I've been up for, well, I haven't slept for twenty-four hours, and I'm uh, even though I have, we haven't had any more damnits oh, on my count. I need green. Green turns up and is like, none of you fuckers better yawn. I know you've been up for over twenty-four hours, but if I see any of you yawning, you're going in the the fucking Iron Maiden. You you twats. Like, uh, it's this kind of speech. Like, all of you, if you don't want to go in the Iron Maiden, then you can just, you can just fucking resign because that's what we do here at Cock Torture Unit. Um, however, we are, we're missing a very important thing, which is there keep being hairs on the lens. Oh, fuck. Like, I, think, I think it might not be a hair. Or the like, first like, time it, I saw it, I thought there was something on your TV table, it, like a wire or yeah, something. Like it, it might just be like a little crack or a little bit of grime or something on the... No, I think it might be probably could be like a tiny hairline crack. No, it, it's a hair on the lens. Like, it's significant. Like, it, it's noticeable. It's it, always in the bottom right corner. Yeah, it covers about the last, like, the bottom, like, 5% of the screen or something. Yeah. Uh, just in you know, a little loop or a little like you know, jutting yeah, out. Yeah, no, a crack normally is kind of straight. It doesn't like curve like that. Like uh, there's a pube on the lens. <laughs> is what I, is what I'm saying here. Like uh, it's yeah. the right length. It's the right kind of thickness. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Yeah, you're, we're really um, we're we're really getting the the top of that season one to uh, season one TV show in two thousand and one quality. Mm-hmm. Uh, but well, um, well, Mrs. Bauer, she's also been complaining of a tummy ache for a little while. Oh yeah. So they look her over, and they go, "Well, you might. You, know, you may have had a, a cyst 
first if your uterus has enlarged. And so just take this pregnancy test. I'm not saying anything. <laughs> and, <laughs> it, <laughs> and, and, and it turns out she's pregnant. Oh. She even, her daughter, you know, goes in, sees the pregnancy test, and is like, oh. <laughs> she's just like, yeah, just ignore that, love. Yeah. And he's like, oh, no, we used protection, but it's not 100%. Yeah. yeah. She has this conversation where it's like, well, me and your dad were very careful, but also um, apparently not careful enough. Yes, because Jack Bauer has armor piercing gametes. Yeah. <laughs> He, uh, he, he, ref- he would get a vasectomy, which he refers to as... Jack uh, Bauer's sperm just have... They deploy the, the frog leap <laughs> every time, and it's just... It just the punch good. straight through a rubber. Yeah, he, he would get a vasectomy, but as he refers to it, that's called leaving the hammer uncocked. <laughs> um, but I will say that um, this does mean that we have a new title for our hero, which is Jack Bauer. Wife plower. Uh, no, Jesse, if you could look away from the screen, my notes. Oh, no, have you written more of this? Yes. <laughs> Jack Bauer, twice an hour. <laughs> Jack Bauer, come shower. Jack Bauer's meat tower. <laughs> but you know what made him so fertile? Jack Bauer's sack power. <laughs> Is that, as we can see, the the subject's mind has been left malleable and weak. No more. Thankfully, I I I have no more on that. Um, any other um. The big, the big sweaty man, um, the, the so the big sweaty man that has been uh, helping them um, find, uh, helping uh, Jack and Palmer get all the the files they need, because uh, he was the one that you know helped put the op together. Uh, he gives them some files, and uh, he then uh, he gets garroted in New Orleans. He he lived as he died, which is incredibly sweatily. Yeah. He's playing cards in the sweat. Oh, no, he's, 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 playing, he's playing liar's dice. Oh but, god, yeah. Because apparently New Orleans exists. If you looked into my soul. Oh yeah, no, a, a, a chap that he's playing with correctly calls him on a bluff. He says, "Oh, I could see it in your eyes." And the man says, "No, you couldn't. If you could see it, if you could read my eyes, you'd crawl into a cave and cry. You crawl under a rock, oh, under cry. a rock and cry." And the man then seems to be genuinely moved by it. And I'll be honest, I would be moved. To a different table yeah, to play with no, someone else. Play, play with a normal man. Oh. At uh, some point in this, in all of this, they reveal that, like, at some point during the op, Jack Bauer's team emailed Drazen's wife too hard. Oh, yeah. So they killed they killed Drazen and his wife and daughter. Mm. Uh, so it's not Drazen who is actually doing this. It's like, his sons. It's yeah. It's it's his like his it's, it's his large throne. adult sons. Yeah, he has so many large adult sons. One of whom is one, one there's of, George one, of the Jungle, and there's the nebula, there's the nebulously European man. Yeah, who flew oh, they earlier. all all have the hello umihinchmin accent. Like the like, my hovercraft is full of eels. Like they all sound like this. Uh, 
we did have a um at what? one point at one point George of the Jungle literally answers the phone like hello this is what has started me doing it because <laughs> like, yeah, he has been um he has actually been stopping one of the people uh on for a long while he's been stopping one of the people on President Palmer's team Oh yeah, and, no. Uh, he's been he's like been... this is the point where I realised that I'm only attracted to Jack Bauer's women mm. because like she's incredibly attractive objectively, and I was just like meh because she she's not someone that whom for whom Jack Bauer feels like inherently protective. Mm. I don't know what it is. I think it's just it's they you, are incredibly Jack... attractive women. Both of them look like well, it, like it, they do the, look like Sigourney Weaver. It's the early, and that's very much my type. It's the early two thousands, so every woman has to look incredible. Oh god, yeah. And every guy has to have a thing. Mm. Well, uh, the women, while this is while this is going on, they have gone to a safe house where Nina is debriefing Terry and Kim, but their debriefs mostly consist of Kim saying uh, Rick, the good kidnapper, is perfect actually and did nothing wrong because she uh, has decided that she quite likes him. Uh, and we see her call him up. She claims she doesn't know where he is. Uh, she calls him up at his home, uh, which we see is decorated just like the inside oh, of the mystery God, it's, machine. It's like painted there, and like... There are beads. Like pur purple haze ass Everywhere. house. There, like. are, there are more beads than you would expect a house could hold. It's in, like, I don't... How would you live there without having a constant headache? Well... I would take up kidnapping just to get out of the house. <laughs> then you get out of the house and you get into the mystery machine. Yeah. Uh, oh, Jesus. The whole vibe of that guy is so fucked. But um, Nina's uh, debriefs with Terry don't go much better. <laughs> because... <laughs> just... Um, Did you email my husband? Yes, to, uh, Nina just, uh, Terry says to Nina, hey, a minor brief side note. Um, while, I said, while Jack and I were separated, long pause, did he talk about me? And Nina goes, no. And then she, <laughs> and then she says, um, Jack said he'd been with someone else. Was it you? And she went, hey, uh, and this makes Terry very sad. She, she becomes uh, scary, Terry. Yes, we 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 make her incredibly sad. Um, but well, this, this is at about this point back at CTU. That's when uh, that's when they realise that oh, you know that the the wife and the daughter they aren't like a an incidental thing. They're they're a part of it because they're trying to get revenge on Jack Bauer. Yeah. Uh, oh no, I missed so, that a bit. I'm just uh, I'm losing the plot a bit. But what you didn't miss. Is that they then attack the safe house? Yeah, two. Uh, the, the, like, well, it looks like one of them, one of the like the stupid. Well, they, they, said, well, they said that they, they said that there were three assassins that came in. Yeah, um, George of the Jungle was a was a drazen, mm. and the other two I think are just hired guns. Right. Okay. But they just look fairly similar, so we just refer to them as the twins. They just look like twins. Like, I thought that was. A, I genuinely thought that that was like a twist that the show was playing where. We think there's one of them, but it turns out that there are two and they are twins. Like, well, um, the first one, he comes into the house uh, wielding a crossbow pistol. It's ridiculous looking. It looks like a grappling hook. He fires it once. 
Yeah. Like, and I was like, why? Once is all you need. But I Why? Mean, this is going to be louder than a silenced pistol at this point. Um, like, because of the, the force of the impact, the, the bolt in it is huge. It's like a big claw-looking thing. Yeah, it, like, genuinely, you would think that it was a grappling hook, just without the cable. Um, as far as you can tell, he never even tries to reload it. I don't think you could. Yeah. Where would, where would you get the power for it? You need an entire another get the gas canister. Um, he, well, they, the guard, you know, Nina has you know, left because she felt it was too awkward. And the guard runs them out of the house. Oh, but there's, there's so many guys around this safe house who are like CTU agents, right? So like, because they're CTU agents, they're dressed in like costumes because they're all porn actors. So we have like the man in the cherry picker. We have like the guy mowing the lawns, like all of this. But like what we get as they're like leaving is like the sense that the assassins have like picked off all of these guys. Yeah, so you see the cherry picker being so, empty. Like, yeah, but you get like what you get is like horror shots where it zooms suddenly in on this guy who like works out that there's that, that, that his fellow agents are dead. But what you get is like and like a zoom towards a lawnmower, which just an sent an, me an unattended lawnmower with a like little just a lawnmower with, with, a on little, its with a little bit of horror strings. It sent me so hard. Um, it was like that woke me up because it was so funny. Yeah, they that guard shoots one of the killers, and uh, Terry and Kim they get into a car and drive away. Yeah, he tells them to stay put, and the next time we see them, they're getting into a car because they because they could see on the split screen that um, the yeah other- yeah they were watching the guard like get like get his head kicked in on the other screen, so they knew they had to leave. And, uh, well, this, the surviving killer, he gets into a car and takes and gives chase. They outrun him up to the, uh, up, up through the, the valley. Uh, they swing off and, uh, they head down a dirt road. He drives past. They've successfully ev- evaded him. Uh, and Terry brings the car to a halt and, gets out to go and look back and make sure that they've avoided him. At which point... because can't she's, see, but I'm shaking my head in despair. Because she's parked a little bit too close to the edge of the dirt road, the car with Kim in it suddenly slips, falls, rolls down the slope... Erosion. At, ...and blows, in an, blows up in an incredible fiery explosion uh, that, we, then- that we decided was intended to be the gender reveal for the pregnancy. Yeah, she she locks her daughter in a gender reveal and yeah. sends it down a cliff. Yeah, she was going she was going to park it in to leave it in neutral and let it roll down a hill this, into CTU headquarters. It's a big enough explosion that it will start a California wildfire. Like it's huge. The explosion couldn't be bigger and it's so funny that like the guy who is still chasing them and has lost them and is looking around for them just doesn't realize it's there. Well, the the best part is the fact that he didn't see it means that, uh, well, the way that we've described the um, whole Palmer uh, yeah, son murder allegation thing is that he, they're having the worst day of their life unrelated to this. Mm. Um, yeah, we, we've mostly, we got through most of that storyline just by saying they were going to frame the son for, the, for killing Dr. Slur, and the reporter was scared away. The son then decided that they should go public, saying that they know that they murdered they know that you know the bad guys, the vested interests, murdered Doctor Slur, and they said, 
No, because if you do that, we'll then say that you killed him, but he recorded that on tape. Oh, yeah, he deep throats the guy, which is not something I should say. But, like, yeah, no, he records him, like, saying the incriminating shit. And, like, he gets it on tape and then is like, ha-ha. So that, unrelated to the assassination plot. Yeah, Uh, it's just happening. Terry, failing to engage for handbrake, not related to the assassination plot. Oh, God. But the funniest thing is directly after she witnesses this car roll down the hill and just explode in fireball. She stands there for about two seconds. And then she just drops. She does a full Jack Bauer heavy attack. She drops straight on her tummy. And, like, you were saying that, like, what she thought she would, would happen is that, like, the car would just appear next to her because she was doing the heavy attack. Yeah, every, every time Jack Bauer does the heavy attack, he ends up next to a car. He next to... And, Ends up like in, under, or next to a car. So the thought process for her was, if I do this, the car will appear. Yeah, she uh, she got the correlation and the causation the wrong way around. Right. <laughs> um, and but she's on her she's on her front. Also, I should know. I should mention that I knew Kim was fucking fine because again, the episode was not close to ending yet. There was still a few minutes left in the episode. Yes, so we, we, we see that Kim bailed out. Yeah. But, like, we see this after, like, a few minutes. So they, they do this thing of her dropping on her stomach, like, to do the heavy attack. And then, then it cuts... And then it cuts to, like... Then, then it cuts to the deep throating at Griffith yeah. Observatory. And, and then, then it cuts back a few minutes later, and she's still lying there. So she's been down on the ground for five consecutive minutes. At which point, she gets up and wanders, kind of confusedly, like, up to the road where um, a woman pulls over and says, hey, you know, do you want to... Who is the woman? Who is the woman, Sam? The woman is played by Paulie Perrette, a.k.a. the the goth lab tech from NCIS. Yes. The one one from that dual typing She is the one woman in this not connected to Jack Bauer that I find insanely attractive. That's the Paulie Perrette rule. Mm. Uh, You would recognize her from that gif of two people typing on a keyboard at once to hack at double speed. Uh, Oh, God. But women, but women ha- hang on. No, uh, Sam, I need to stop the podcast. Lesbians, please. Please, I need I need your attention. Like if you've not gathered from this podcast, I am I am I am in need of of a of a green figure in my life. Uh <laughs> yeah, so if if we have any um 6 foot tall black women who would be willing to tell Jessie that uh you know, that she's not allowed to yawn, and that we're, they're going to, be, going to be doing things by the book from now on. Um, I think I'll, I'll set the DMs to open. Oh, please. Yes. Thank you. But as Terry gets in the car, she says, so who are you? And Terry says, I don't know. <laughs> That's right, baby. We're doing a fugue. She's forgotten we're doing everything. A, we're doing a fugue state Let's plotline. go. She doesn't know who her husband is anymore. Oh, yes, so so te- I can email her all I like. Yes, yeah, so um, I think technically back on the market. I think um, Matt's... I've checked the rules and I believe that's fair play. I'm bringing her... I'm buying her a new Palm Pilot purely so that I can email her. You could, you can, you could go up and um, quickly Photoshop her into all of the photos in your house. <laughs> And be like, oh Terry, I'm so glad you've I'm so glad you've come back. And she's like, my name is Terry. And you're like, you're goddamn right. Uh, like, how my wife, your wife, you remember? Good, fantastic. Yes. Um, so, oh my god. Uh, well, uh, the next 
the next four episodes, I know that they ramp up. Okay. That's one of the, only, that's one of the only things that I remember. Um, we have, again, the, it is hard to explain how much, like, we will sit and discuss what happened and I'll go, oh, yes, things did happen. Because for most of this fucking series, it's just people driving around on their dang phones. Oh, yeah, um, it it does remain um, great to be said that... Uh, Nothing that basically, happens! No, but basically everything that does happen happens within about a 15-minute driving distance of everything else in L.A. And if I know one thing about L.A., it's that, well, people, if I know one thing about LA from people that live there, it's that things are a really long distance apart, and that's why they never shut the goddamn hell up about the highways. So, again. It's so bad. Like, it doesn't feel like it's taking place in real time anymore. Uh, I think that's because we're at the point where. It never felt like, like that, though. Like, like, right now, we think, I'm thinking about the woman, like, blowing off the plane door and, like, getting sucked out. That is, that happened in our real lives less than 24 hours ago. It feels like a week. Yeah, no, like it doesn't feel like the same day. And it's ridiculous to claim it is. So this whole show's gimmick is just ridiculous and stupid. There's no point to any of that. Um, so like, to, to clarify, I still, I'm still fairly confident Jesse's going to come on board by, by season, I think season two. Jesse's going to enjoy season two. Yeah, you were saying that like season two and onwards is where it starts to like work out what the fuck it wants to do. Well, so, it's, like, it's, where they go, it's where they get the budget to go. Well, and also nine eleven happens oh, again. Yeah. Fun fact: nine eleven happened. Oh uh, yay! And so, oh no, they might kill one man. That doesn't cut the mustard anymore. Yeah. Oh, okay. But, yeah. Oh fucking hell. This whole plot is so stupid and convoluted, and it's just, it's people in offices and safe houses going, oh, did you email my wife? Oh, you emailed my husband. And people and people with and a lot of accents. you might be pregnant, and the Norway, and nothing happens. Like, it sounds like we sit here and we describe it for, like, a bit, right? And that's all that happens. So imagine how much fucking filler is going into these episodes. Well, we didn't discuss the fact that um, George, Tranquilizer Boss. Oh, he's back! He's back! He, he's back and is on pretty good terms with Jack Bauer, given that, again, it has been fewer... It's been about 16 hours, fewer than 16 hours since Jack Bauer tranquilized him yeah. and then threatened to blackmail him. Like... He, yeah, he knocked him out for a good half hour and then stood over him gloating in his fucking weird and then imperial officers and then, and then slap, cabin and slapped him has. on the face a couple of times to wake him up. Which again, not can we talk quickly about how fucked CTU headquarters is? Oh, um, CTU headquarters. Now, I'm not going to say that it looks like a film set, but if you can remember our ongoing uh, fan theory. I, I'm calling it a fan theory because that means that we're going to get noticed. It looks to me... Ten different websites will write articles about our podcast. Like my high school computer lab. Like, it look, but, like, the difference is that, like, the administrator's office is, like, elevated on some stilts in a little cabin up above it. Imagine, like, a factory overseer's office. Yeah! It's exactly that. 
but made out of glass. Like uh, he's people. Jack Bauer comes down every day and, and, he, and checks he, and that he, nobody is like playing flash games on the nice Dell computers that they have, or he's like, uh, and he's like, Jamie, you better not be fucking. Like, don't be killing yourself down no, there. I was going to say, you better not be like installing any weird shit on these computers. Yeah, you better not be. Like, you better not be installing the Matt Hancock game. <laughs> like, or like, uh, and like, Milo, go, Milo, what have I told to, you about Neopets? Yeah, he goes around to fucking uh, Nina's desk and is like, good, like, good work. And then he moves on to fucking Tony and he's like, you better not be putting fucking jam sandwiches in the disk drive again. Mm-hmm. I see you. I know that's you. And Tony's like, come on, Jack. I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that to you, Jack. And then Jack walks away and then Tony uh, glares at him and then just puts like, <laughs> he puts like a Pop-Tart in the floppy disk tray. <laughs> at yeah. one point they do burn a floppy disk. Oh, yeah. no. It's, you... Rather than send Milo the email. Yeah, and it's very specifically... An email, an email that they need to decrypt, so they put it on a floppy disk and carry it across the room. <laughs> he like he does it purely so he can be sassy, and like there, there's like a theme of using technology in a very silly way, needlessly. Like the geolocator right at the start, pointless. They could just give them the fucking card. There oh. is no reason to bury it. They do that purely so they can do a geolocator because those are cool. Uh, would you like to know a fun fact as well? Okay. You know those gratuitous shots of satellites in space in the first episode? Oh, yes. They are taken from the 1998 film Enemy of the State. Of they just, they they just, That was just pre-existing CGI, if you wonder why it looked so good. Why, well, I, say, it, I say so good. It looks if you like why, a revolving fucking bin. It, the, like, the reason why it looked like a pre-rendered PS2 cutscene... It made me laugh. Which is, you'd be like, huh, I didn't know they had the money for a pre-rendered PS2 cutscene in 2001. Like, uh, but, you know, they, they didn't. The film Enemy of the State, however, did. <sighs> well, we're, we're at 50 minutes. Oh no! Like with, with two thirds. Like I don't know how I can go more insane. I'm no, I can actually. You know how I can go more insane? By the end of this, I will be attracted to Milo. God help us all. Milo, by the way, keeps eating a like plastic pint glass. Full of fucking pistachios at his desk. Like but he I've, is the devil. I've never wanted anyone else to. I've never wanted anyone to spontaneously generate a nut allergy. I, I don't like him. Uh, I don't like any of the men in this show. No, I'm. I don't really like any of the women either. Like uh, I think that's, Nina's that's all a right. Goddamn lie. That's, I, you know what I said. I've having to be. I've had to sit next to this for 16 hours so far and the statement I don't really like any of the women in this show <laughs> uh, some of the women in this we, show we are an episode away from barking at the screen <laughs> some of the women in this show made me open her like the app her again so I was like god damn it I need to find me a Find me and Nina, like, uh, like, and like, but like, the problem is that none of the women on her. Are, well, I'm going to go on a massive tangent now. For the past few days, 
I installed a dating app that I have. It's a lesbian dating app for those of you not familiar with her. And like, which is the worst name ever because it's impossible to bring up in conversation. Oh, it's, it, it's truly great because it discourages people from ever finding out about the app. Yeah. It's like, it's like um, an anti-memetic. Yeah. No, it's I, a I made it's a, it's a cognito hazard dating app. When I left the house saying, I need to take a break from her or I'm going to go off women forever because the women on her are fucking boring. And like my wife assumed that I was talking about her and went and like got really upset. And I was like, no, no, sweetheart. I mean the app, the app. I had to give her the Matt Hancock excuse. Like, oh my God. but like in my case, it was correct. And the, Wait, Matt Hancock, why have I invented this fucking Matt Hancock excuse? Because he never Matt tried Han- to cheat on his wife with an app, although that no, is something Matt, Matt that Hancock, he should have done. Matt, Han- Matt Hancock did create an app, and I can only assume that he thought the Matt Hancock app was... Would would jerk him off, yeah. Yeah, that's... It would be a great way to learn about his body. Yeah, <laughs> uh, um, so I think if we... Um, if we, I think we're going to resume the next talk. No, no, I need to ramble about how bad her is first because I need the background of like people to understand how oh, much... Oh, to clarify how important mm. Nina is to you. Yes, um, because the well, women on there, uh, they come in like three rough categories. There's like Baz lesbian who's like, just like dogs, don't like animals. They adore simpires. And like, fair enough, but like, I'm allergic to a lot of animals and I just want like a butch who's like, who's into birds, you know, like birds are cool. Um, I like birds. Uh, so you got, you've got your Baz. Yeah. You've got your like Harry Let's Potter fam. Let's do this lesbian taxonomy. Mm, like there's a lot of cis, cis lesbians be into their damn Harry Potter too much, uh, which. Spoken like a real um, Slytherin. Oh. I don't want to say that's pejorative because everyone tells me I'm a Slytherin. Oh no! Which oh. I think calling someone a Slytherin is just like a way of saying, like you would be a Tory if like we hadn't applied so much social pressure on you. Yeah. Which I mean, probably, like, I mean, probably true. I mean, I very, very much like maintaining my my existing series of power that I didn't earn. Hmm. Uh, yeah, and then you have like Captain Tom Horse lesbian, who is a class under herself. Uh, that's Sir Captain Tom. Yeah, or is it Captain Sir Tom? It's I don't know, but like anyway, this, this this woman amazes me because her profile was all pictures of horses, and then possibly two different women yeah. in the picture with the horses. It, it, it two different horses, and t- four of the pictures are the same picture, but one of them has "Thank you." Sir Captain Tom Moore written over it, which just sent me into fits of laughter so hard that I accidentally swiped right on her. And now I live in fear of the Sir Captain Tom Moore. The thing is, if she is a horse horse girl, you know what first message would do unusually well with her? Hey. I fucking hate you. This has been 24 Bauer Party People. Uh, the follow or the previous has taken place between the hours of five a.m. and six a.m. Uh, we still have six. We have eight, eight. more hours. What, what do you mean we have another eight hours? 
I'm going to, I'm going to fucking lose it. I'm going to go ape shit. Well, I think. This we, is we, actually torture. Like, like we have proved that, that 24's thesis works because torture works. Well, no, tor- torture has broken you down. What it needs to do now is build you back up into the antithesis. Oh, fuck. Oh, God. I hate this. Like, I know it works because I would never have said that sentence for fear of, like, like, uh, giving that message. I don't believe that message is true, by the way. This is no utopia. It doesn't do torture well. well. So what we've established is that torture is able to make you say things. Say say things you don't believe. That's exactly what we've established. Truly, truly, Winston Smith loved Big Brother, and, <sighs> and, and and Jesse thought Milo was all right. No, I don't. No, no, no more. Well, anyway, so uh, it, let's let's resume. And I'd like to say I'm actually having a pretty good time. How are you this awake? How? Um, I think I just got my third wind right before we podcasted. I. I literally felt myself dozing off earlier. Like my head actually physically dropped. Like I had like a micro nap, and then I was like, "Oh, Sam will have a gun," and like I woke back up again. And I, I, I'm playing the alcohol and the energy drink off each other. Mm, no, I need to drink more. That's what it is. I bet I haven't actually drunk anything since like a few sips of vodka when we were last podcasting. So I'm going to actually start now. Well, I'll, I will drink in hopes of future damnets. Ah. Oh. Oh, and with that, uh, with that, a merry damn it to all. Mm, and to all, a good night in eight hours, hopefully. <sighs> oh, go- goodbye, this has been your local henchman from somewhere.